Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. If you are just tuning in, make sure that you are connected with us. So follow us, like us on social media. You'll find our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for us at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will find us wherever you get your podcast at. SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. So subscribe, rate, and review. And also tune in. So you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. All right. Um, I am particularly interested in getting to this next uh, segment. We've got a, a great in-studio guest, uh, David Washburn. He is the director and the uh, he's a filmmaker, filmmaker, uh, director and producer of Loyalty Stories. And this is a documentary. It's a 10-part documentary, but it, uh, it focuses on the lives of Muslim American servicemen and women post 9-11. And before we actually bring him on, we're going to listen to a clip from the documentary. The Presidential Honor Guard is among the elite units in the military. The president and world leaders are walking in between you and another guy, and you're standing there. And so the footage that all the people in foreign countries see of the US military is through seeing who's in the Presidential Honor Guard. What are we representing to the world? We're not representing some like homogenous platoon of you know people looking exactly the same standing there. This isn't Rome. It represents the very best of who we are, the very best of what we can attain. That's why it's so great that it was so diverse. All right. Wow. All right. So once again, I am pleased to welcome David Washburn to Radio Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, Islam. Thank you for having me. So you have tackled, um, you've tackled a topic that probably many people don't really think about much. But one that is really important, I think, uh, as a country, as a nation, we have we've developed a real appreciation for our military. We, there's a sense of, um, of a uh, celebration of their service and honoring sacrifice. What was it that made you go at this particular segment of the military, Muslim Americans? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, the, the project I had done previous to this, some of your listeners may be familiar with, it was a half an hour documentary called An American Mosque, and it was uh, about uh, a group of uh, Pakistani-American farmers in California who built a mosque on farmland in, in 1994. It was burned down. This was, as we know it, one of the first mosques that was built here in the United States to be burned down this in this way as a result of a hate crime. And that was back in uh, 2008, and it's been on television for three, four years, starting in, in 2013. So that, that really got me involved in collaborating with uh, Muslim storytellers, I like to say. Mm -hmm. and, and really, part of that, the, the genesis of that project was to bring myself as a filmmaker, as an American, as an interested human being, uh, into conversation with uh, American Muslims at a very vital moment in our country's history. This was uh, you know, following 9-11, I wanted to learn, you know, as as there's rising Islamophobia and hate crimes and and, and intolerance, just ignorance. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn what had a community who had gone through this previously. How did they how did they react, respond, and recover from 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 dealing with that Islamophobia in the, in in the form of a of a hate crime? Um, from that project, I then did some short films with uh, veterans. 
And then I, then I started thinking, you know, I've been working with Muslim storytellers. I'm working with veteran storytellers. Why don't I combine those two things? There's got to be Muslims who have been serving the military previous to 9-11, sure. but certainly after 9-11. What were they thinking? How were Muslims who, are, who, have, who have been serving in the military since 9-11, how have they been dealing with this contradiction of, on the one hand, volunteering to serve our country, defend our country in many ways, mm -hmm. while on the other hand, there are many Americans who don't want to defend them here at home. And right. so this speaks to uh, the experiences of, of others that I've spoken to. So I, I'm, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm also a student of history. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the course of studying history, I've spoken with African-American veterans, Japanese-American veterans from the World War II era, and to you know hear directly from those men and women their experiences of being black in the military while there's still segregation and Jim Crow going on. Sure. And the, 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 the ignorance and, and, and racism continues, but, but it was very, it was, it, was a, it was a real moment during that, in, in World War II, to say, we're fighting fascism abroad, we're fighting for freedom abroad, and I come home and I have to use a different, a different bathroom or a different water fountain. This, yeah. it, the, the, the contradiction just became so glaring. Mm -hmm. Likewise for Japanese Americans, where their families were in con con concentration yeah. camps. And the government goes to them and say, hey, would you, would you step forward to serve your country now? And so those things are, you know, we don't want to repeat the lessons of, of uh, the, the, the mistakes of the past, obviously. Sure. And, and in speaking to folks in the military, they are also very much, you know, honest of, of those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And we're in a very much a, a different time. But it kind of, you know, you fast forward to now and you think, well, with all of the things that, that folks are dealing with in the Muslim community, are people going to want to step forward and serve the country? Or are those things that they're dealing with in terms of uh, Islamophobia, discrimination, you name it. You can go through, your listeners know the list. Right. Why would their sons and daughters want to step forward and defend the country? And, that, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Nobody should, nobody should, there should be no barriers to that. Right. And so that was, that for me, I was interested in then going directly to the people who have served. So I've traveled all around the country for the last three years. Mm -hmm. meeting men and women of all different backgrounds who have served in all different capacities to, to hear from them, to interview them. And then from that has come this project, Loyalty Stories, 10-part documentary film series, which uh, is, is premiering tonight in Chicago. Over at the Cultural Center. At the Cultural Center. And then tomorrow night at uh, the Muslim Community Center uh, out there in their, in their education wing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to screen tomorrow night Friday at uh, 6.30. Mm -hmm. Everyone's invited to come out and uh, watch the films. We're going to have some of the veterans from the project speak at a panel afterwards, and we're going to talk about these things. Let me ask this. So when it comes to that, that contradiction, um, fighting for the ideals, right, fighting for the, this, this, this greater aspiration that is not always exemplified by your fellow citizens, is that was that something that uh, that service uh, persons that you spoke with was that something that 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 they had to grapple with, or is that something that is tucked away in the past? I, mean, I think it depends on who you speak with, you know. Mm -hmm. Truly, um, they're all aware of it. Mm. I think most people, what they're trying to do is they say, "Look, all that's going. That's all noise." Right. I talk about it, it, it's noise. It hurts. It's hurtful at times. Mm -hmm. But I want to rise above that. And 
um, I'm not going to let that keep him, keep me from doing the things I want to do. And, um, and then, and then once, and then once they are in the military, in fact, they found, um, and you know, the, the military is like a family. Yeah, it you is. Know? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's your good and your bad. And you know, anybody who tells you different, it, it doesn't, didn't serve or doesn't know people who serve, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but what you want to try to do is emphasize the good as much as possible, right. particularly just, you know, within, within, within your unit in terms of, uh, relationships. And the, the people I've talked to for the most part, they said, you know, I'm, I'm a provider of religious accommodation when I ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the environment is one of respect uh, for, di- for diversity, for religious diversity. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I have a problem with someone, there's a chain of command I can go to to report about that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for the most part, it's dealt with, you know, in the right way. They don't, they don't, you know, their commanders don't want that going on. They want unit cohesion. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's bad actors, too. You know, sure. and, and everywhere, and everywhere. Yeah. but but the, the the point is to try to emphasize that that uh, that people feel like there is a, a system to to deal with any any grievance they might have. I'll tell you what excites me about uh, th- this project, and I really can't wait to see it this evening. Um, yesterday, I spoke with uh, Dr. Robert McKenzie. He runs the Muslim uh, Diaspora Initiative. So uh, they do some some great research there. Uh, and he'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not, a, I'm not an activist. You know, it says I'm, I'm, I'm a scholar and I do research in order to give to our, our leaders, elected officials, educators, whatever. Uh, but one of the things that he brought up was that in the survey he did, uh, when it came to how many people actually know a Muslim, uh, and it says the numbers were like, it says like 50% of people said they know a Muslim, which is kind of hard to fathom considering Muslims are about 1% of the population. So this project is, uh, is really inspiring for me because it allows for, for those people who really don't know Muslims to, to get a different glimpse, not just in a, in a religious setting, but as part of the fabric of, that, um, uh, of those we celebrate. So um, I just want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative that, that you've done this. And now I want to ask you this question, which is the obvious question, but people can't see. They don't, they don't know I'm sitting across from... Uh, a, a white guy from California, right? Not a Muslim. Nope. Right. <laughs> so, how are what? What is the response? What's the reception when you when you show up bearing uh, these questions, saying this is what I'm interested in doing, uh, and, and 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 I'm looking for your input. How how are you received on that? Being somebody who's on the outside of the Muslim community, mm. it's a complicated question. I mean. I have to bring honesty please. To, to this please. project at all times mm-hmm. and awareness of where I come from, where I, how, how my perspective is situated amongst, amongst uh, all, all the pers- perspectives that are out there. Sure. Um, you know, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that, that being a white man with blonde hair and blue eyes, mm-hmm. uh, I think makes, makes many relationships much easier. I show up and there's no question about, well, who, who, are, who are you? What are you going to do? You're, well, you're just, you know, that is, I mean, I don't like to use, I don't want to use the word privilege, but, you uh-huh. know, we, we throw it out there. Sure, go for it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And so I'm very much, I'm very much aware of that. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I know people are like, how is that guy? Is he, is he going to get it right? Does he, does he know what he's talking about? Mm-hmm. Is he, can I trust that he's going to represent things fairly? And so in the process of making this, uh, this, th- these films, it's been three years I've been working on this. In the process, I've, 
I have from my last film, An American Mosque, developed a really nice network of, of genuine friends who can be uh, honest and critical with me, who are Muslim. Right. Um, and I've done five focus groups for this for this current batch of films to mm -hmm. show it to people and honestly say, give me your feedback. I want to make sure there's not something in here that you feel like is just glaringly wrong. Likewise for the subjects. I show all the subjects in my films. I is this what you meant? Is, was, am, am I taking your words out of context? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to go in and chop up, chop up somebody's words and make them say something they, they didn't end up saying. Mm -hmm. um, yet at the same time, where there, where there, where there can be a, a sense of suspicion or distrust, which is I totally get. Um, there are other people within the Muslim community who have expressed, you know what, to do a project like this, it actually it, it, it is helpful to have somebody from outside the community because I'm, the the politics and the and the tensions within the community are so strong, and I don't know if if one person does it, does the other, does someone else from the community read them as having an agenda? And you know how that goes. Yeah. People, people, you know, mm -hmm. they're not even trusting of the of, of you know, of of each other in terms of will you represent things uh, fairly? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it, it cuts both ways. Okay, but in those focus groups, uh, and <laughs> I'm I'm once again. I love to hear when people ask for honest feedback. Doesn't mean you're going to get it, right? No, I got <laughs> because, it. Yeah. But, right, but sometimes uh, the issue is more for folks because when you present a work, any work uh, of any artistic merit, um, people have a tendency sometimes they want to celebrate it regardless. They're not really interested in critiquing. But so um, uh, were there any critiques that you got that made you go, hmm, did, did you watch the same thing that I just, did we watch the same thing? Right. Did you mm -hmm. hear any critiques that were just even being outside that just seemed way off base to you? Yeah, well, let me, I, mean, I just want to set up for your for your listeners. Yeah. You know, these films, they follow Muslims who have served since 9-11 in all various capacities. Mm -hmm. And these films are not the intention is not to glorify war. The intention is not to glorify um, uh, the killing of, of, of anybody. Right. Um, the the intention is to get at the personal story stories of people who have served and how their service truly impacted them as a human being and as a Muslim. Um, and so I think if you if you look out there and you look at how oftentimes military experiences and veterans are represented, there is kind of a there there can often be a, a kind of hero narrative. Yeah. That's fine. That's for that person to. That's for that person who's making that film to produce. That's not what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to do is 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 work on another on another level, and and get down to an honest level and say, well, what, what was it like for you? Let's say, and this is all post nine eleven. All post nine eleven. Let's okay. say for you, uh, this woman. She was Muslim, one of the only women to wear hijab, in the Pentagon. She was there on 9-11. She was there when the building was hit. She felt it. She was thrown to the ground, ran out of the building while there was smoke and everybody getting out of the building. Her hijab fa falls off. Someone behind her picks it up off the ground, tries to put it on her head again. And she says, at that moment, I knew I was going to be safe. I knew somebody was watching over me. She's repeating the shahada as she's, as she's, as she's leaving the building. I mean, she's scared like everybody else. Right. She returns to the Pentagon what her job was was to work on interior spaces, on designing interior spaces. One of the interior spaces she worked on 
was the memorial inside the Pentagon at the very site where the plane hit the building. And in the memorial is a chapel. Mm -hmm. It is an interfaith chapel used by all Pentagon uh, staff and including Muslims who hold Juma prayer there. So I went back to the Pentagon. DOD gave me access to They knew what I was doing to go into the building and film Juma prayer in the interfaith chapel that she helped design. And so this is the story we're talking about. We're talking about how did this Muslim woman heal from the, the trauma of, of that event mm -hmm. and contribute towards, towards a more unified uh, and, and healed, healed country, let's, let's say. And for her, that was, that was actually participating in building this prayer space. Right. It, she's like, I made it whole again. And here are Muslims who are praying there. So this is, these are the kind of stories we're getting at. We're not, okay. we're not getting at the, what did you think about the event? What do you think about the politics? We stay away from politics. Mm -hmm. We stay away from speaking about you know, things that are not completely relevant mm -hmm. to that person's personal experience. Since this is post 9-11, was one of the, did, did anybody talk about the inability or did they feel that their, yeah, that their ability to grieve was curtailed or compromised with the rest of the nation? Um, do, you, do you know what I'm saying there? Because if we, when we look at the, law, the lives that were lost uh, in, the, in the towers, we're looking at almost 3,000 people. Uh, I said earlier, Muslims are 1% of the population. The number of Muslims that died in the World Trade Center, almost to the number, 1% of those mm, lost. Mm, so sad. Right? So, I mean, as a country, we grieved. But as, as Muslims, there were many who felt that they grieved or we grieved in isolation. Well, that was the point of that film. Yeah. And people will see it. It's the first film that starts off the evening. Mm -hmm. It was to show how she, was, she grieved as well. How right. did she grieve? And, how did, and you see her. On, she's pained on screen. And that's important, I think, for people to see. Mm -hmm. Because I think what happens you know, in, in relationships between people who are different is we don't have true empathy with one another. Yeah. because we don't relate to people on a true human level. And I think you can only do that when you genuinely embrace who that person is and how they're going to react to things. Right. You know, you got to you got to strip away politics and all that. And I think I can understand for, for, for people, for Muslims following, you know, any any act of of, of, of violence that that is, is falsely perpetrated, in, in, you know, in their name. I think it's, it's very complicated and, and you are, n are not given that space to be to genuinely uh, a, you know, grieve and, and feel the complicated feelings that come that come with that, right. and so I think we get at that. And this, there's there's another story that is in the project. Okay, it's a woman named Sharita Hossein. Mm -hmm. She served for uh, 34 years in the army. Wow, she's a lieutenant colonel. Okay, she uh, lives in Boston, and the day of the marathon bombing in Boston in 2013. Her, her, her daughter was near site, and her brother was a Boston policeman who was on security detail. And so when she heard what happened, she was immediately scared for her own children, her, her, her own brother. And so you see in that film as well how she says, I want to also partake in the grieving that took place from this, because everybody, regardless of who they were, was grieving from this event. Right. And, 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 and the way she... And, that she also wanted to participate in the healing too. And she saw the symbolism, she saw the symbolism. She went down to the site where there was a memorial after the bombing. 
and she was wearing her hijab and she knew she's like i was getting stink eye from a lot of people mm. you know and she was but she was courageous she's like i want to be here so people can can see that i'm grieving as well right and and genuinely embrace that as as a director uh with a project that has taken you three years right um what has been the overarching um theme or what has been the uh the, the driving force behind that's kept you going through those three years um wow stubbornness <laughs> no really i mean in this project you know i, I never served i didn't serve in the military mm-hmm. my cohort of friends didn't serve in the military i know one person who did okay. but um so for me you know similar similar to the to my last project in american mosque i was like there's so much talk about what 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 what's what's going on i hear i hear talk, hear about islam a lot you know i know there's i know there's so many uh, there's there's a lot of ignorance there's a lot of misconception but i wasn't i wasn't part of the, the conversation and so for me i was like you know what this is important to me i want to get involved and be part of the conversation i use filmmaking to do that likewise you know we we we've, we've served these 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 two very long wars in many still ongoing yeah I'm divorced from the from the, the the men and women who are involved in this, you know, just the men and women. I'm t- not talking about the policy and all that. I'm just talking. I don't know any the of people, them. the people, the people, just real there. people. Yeah. I want to. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? And you find they have just the same complicated feelings we all have. Yeah. But for me, it was using filmmaking as a tool to come into conversation with people, and then and then if you want to go a step further, mm-hmm. coming into conversation with Muslims who have been serving as well. And, now, so, the dri- and so the driving force, if I could get to it just on a, on a human yeah. level, the mm-hmm. driving force is finding some way to connect all of this together, to connect. I mean, you know, maybe I, I have a, my heart is, is just too open because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the division and the ignorance and the, 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 the labels that we have out there, those things, those things are hurtful to me. And as a, just a human being, the way I feel like I can push back against that is to say, no, I'm going to find a way to connect with people who are not like me at all, mm. you know? And how am I going to find a way to find commonality with them? And even if, they're, even if they've served in the military, I didn't serve in the military. Even if they're Muslim and I'm not Muslim. Even if they're black and I'm white, mm-hmm. I know we have things, you know, when we sit down one-on-one, we have so much in common. Looking at the human experience. Yeah, and, I th- and people just people just need to see that and so when they see these films it replicates that it replicates a personal conversation you're going to have with somebody because even if you and i right now mm-hmm. you sat I, if you sit, sit down with somebody who, who is on the total opposite spectrum of you of, of politically speaking close-minded i bet if you two sat down together and just had a couple hours by the end of it you guys would be finding things that you have in common and, oh absolutely and, and we'll be laughing right yeah. But something happens when we go on this big, we expand out into big groups and millions of people. The, the labels start getting thrown up. Mm-hmm. People start feeling, you know, feeling divided from one another. And what's beautiful about filmmaking is in its own way, it reduces that, that, that space between people. And almost, it's almost like it brings one person into conversation with the, the, the person that's on screen. Mm. Now, uh, I think that's a, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, sentiment. Um, how many Muslim American service people did you follow throughout this uh, project? Well, there, there are ten. There are going to be ten edited films. Okay. I've filmed with 
think I filmed with 14 people. Sometimes you don't always use people you film with. Mm-hmm. I spoke with, at length, must have been about two dozen people, mm-hmm. phone interviews, like, who are you? Let's, let's talk for an hour or so on the phone, and I want to get to know you, see if you'd, you'd be a good fit for this. Um, so uh, about that many people, probably about maybe a little over two dozen people. But then, yeah. you know, going to the Pentagon Iftar, meeting dozens more there. Going to the, you know, going to Juma prayer at the Pentagon, meeting meeting more people there. Sure. You know, going now. I'm I'm traveling around to military bases right now because I'm I'm working on a on a on a similar project uh, about Muslims uh, who are chaplains in the military, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing all the Muslims who are on these military meeting these guys. Have you been and surprised by the number of Muslims that you've seen? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because <Okay>. <laughs> I'm used to <laughs> I'm used to it by now. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to showing up at big events and being the you know one of the only you know non-Muslim white guys in the, in the crowd. So I, I don't you know the size doesn't surprise me at this point. Um, I mean, the Pentagon is something that I mean that's it's mm. something where you have a couple hundred people in there, many in uniform, and you have the Secretary of Defense speaking to them. I mean that's something that's kind of special. Yeah. Um, but. You know, in ter- and in terms of just how many Muslims are in the military, maybe your, your listeners may have that question. We don't, we don't really know. You know, currently, currently they put the number somewhere around five thousand. Yeah. But when you um, when you sign up, you have no obligation to state your religion when right. you sign up. And so, um, you know, in speaking with with uh, someone else, your listeners may know uh, Imam Talib Sharif, who was in the uh, in the Air Force. Right. Um, as his capacity as a as a as a, a service member in the Air Force, he was he served as like a lay leader on a on an Air Force base, where he was like tasked with leading a religious study group, leading prayer, mm-hmm. and and so he had this uh, story he's told me. Uh, I interviewed him for this film. Uh, he had a story he told me where uh, they gave him the sheet to say, you know, he's like, how many people are coming to the the, the Islamic study session? And he gets a sheet, you know, because you got to sign up to, right. to tell your your, your commanding officer, well, I'm, this is where I'm going to be during these hours. Mm-hmm. And he got, I think, like five or six people on the sheet. So, okay, five or six people are coming. So he said 20 people came wow. to the Islamic study session. So he's like, something's wrong here because, or something's not wrong, but something's going on here mm-hmm. in the sense that there are people who are just not deciding to put down their religious preference. And that's not, I, that's not, on, the, that's not on the military. That's their personal choice their, 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 and their freedom to say, I don't, I don't want to state my religion. Mm-hmm. And each one of those people could have their own reason for doing that. I have spoken with some people who said, you know, it, it wasn't about hiding it from the military. It wasn't any of that. It was more, it was more just about, I just didn't want to get in a conversation with my, my colleagues about it because I felt like I would have to speak on behalf of the religion, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't yeah. want to add it, you know, not on personal reasons, mm-hmm. but also maybe on a, on a, on on more on their being humble. They were saying like, people may ask me questions that I don't know the answers to, and I don't want to be somebody out there giving false information. Right. So it's not it's not in a way that they're kind of shying away or being sh- being afraid of their religion because they're going to the Islamic study session. Right. They just didn't want to be somebody who who people came with, to with well, questions and they, they just want to do they just want to do their job well mm-hmm. and do it and uh and avoid avoid any of that and that's understandable and that is part of, of an experience i think many people can relate to um when you're in a minority whether it's religion ethnicity whatever uh, you find yourself becoming the de facto expert 
uh, that people come to, <laughs> not and not and people don't look at you just you know just a regular guy or you know or a woman. Um, so yeah, that that is certainly understandable. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Um, so tonight we're at the Chicago Cultural Center, mm-hmm. right? And what time are things kicking off? And do people need to? Can they still RSVP or is it, is it you can, standing you can, room only now? Or No, you can RSVP. There, there should be seats. It starts at 530. Okay, at 530. And it's at the Chicago Cultural Center. And the actual show, there's a reception at 530. We, the, uh, the cater is My Halal Kitchen here from, from uh, Chicago. Yeah, and, I interviewed her. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and uh, the actual show starts sharply at 630. Okay. And then we'll, we're going to screen the films, and then we're going to have a nice half-hour panel discussion after that. And then the next night... Mm-hmm. At uh, uh, you know Muslim Cultural Center, Morton Grove, mm-hmm. it starts at six thirty. They're serving dinner, uh, and then we're going to screen the films after that and have, have a panel conversation there as well. So everybody, should, if, if you can't come out Thursday night, you should come out Friday night to uh, to MCC. All right, that sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to joining you all tonight. Uh, we appreciate you coming in to take the time to talk about this wonderful uh, documentary, and I'm already signing off on it. And I got to tell you all as well, right? Full disclosure, didn't know it was going to work out like this, but my wife, Dr. Aisha Lamin, is actually one of the one of the panelists tonight. That's correct. Yes, so she's a proud Air Force uh, veteran, um, Army veteran. Did I say Air Force? Yeah. I was thinking about my father. I apologize. <laughs> father was Air Force. She's going to be mad. Yes, my wife is. <laughs> yes, is an MP in the Army. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she she'll let me know. <laughs> and so all, and I just will say that. Um, these films will start going online starting Friday okay. via Upworthy, which okay. is a social media site on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so starting Friday, you, these films are going to be free and available online, and then we're going to be releasing them over the course of the next uh, you know, three, four months. So pe- you know, people, stay tuned. You'll be, you'll be seeing these around. Oh, and, and let the listeners know, where can they find you on social media? Uh, I'm at, uh, at Loyalty Stories. Is, okay. the, is the handle at loyalty stories on Twitter and at Facebook and okay. the the film production company is Cartemquin films Cartemquin. Cartemquin.com okay K-A-R-T-E-M-Q-U-I-N they did the uh, trials of Muhammad Ali oh really and they did the interrupters if people know that yeah I know the interrupters yeah, yeah. we uh, yeah so yeah well, good, good, good stuff, stuff. All right. I appreciate you being here, David. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Thank you, sir. All right. All right, Radio Islam family. It is our time to get out of here. We thank you for tuning in. And we thank our engineers over at WCEV. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. And we remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. And now I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.